Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today we've got a great story of malicious compliance involving a company that was a little too pushy to get an appointment scheduled. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, no written notice? No can do. So I work at a major university in the USA. I run a night crew that works in a swing shift. Every six months or so, upper management likes to have some all-staff meetings where everyone in our department shows up to listen to them talk about how great they are. Overall, pretty big waste of time. First one I ever went to, I was forced to go by my previous supervisor. I had to be there at 10am for a 90 minute meeting. My normal start time was 4pm, so this was a huge inconvenience. The next year, that supervisor had left and I was the new supervisor. I knew another meeting was coming because I'd received several emails about it. However, I had read the contract and it's required that any temporary shift change requires 48 hours written notice. So I decided to say nothing. Finally, less than 24 hours before the event, we finally receive our notice. I immediately reply saying that they failed to give us 48 hours notice and we would not be attending. My manager was initially upset because I didn't say anything earlier. I informed him that that wasn't my job and pointed to the contract. He eventually gave in and said, fine, you don't have to come. Next time we'll give you more notice. However, I decided to make this a larger issue. I spoke to the director, who was also upset we wouldn't be attending, so I offered that we could do a smaller event for the night crew. Long story short, ever since then, we now have separate events at night. Turns out there's far more than just our shop. There's several other groups, including custodians, who also don't have to adjust their shifts. I never intended it to be that far-reaching, but that simple rule saved us a ton of heartache. No one thinks about the night crew. I have friends and family that work night shifts, and let me tell you, they do not care about the night shift crew. Especially during COVID, some of these people would tell me they had mandatory tests supplied by the company they work for, but you had to get that test during a certain time frame, which was always like 11am to 3pm. So if you work nights, you work your night shift, you go home, sleep for 3 hours and have to get back up and drive back to work just to do the test, they don't care. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, no refunds once a defective product has been opened? Okay, no problem. So this just happened yesterday. I went to a store, we'll call them crappy tires, to buy an air mattress. Took it home and turns out there's a hole in it. I take the mattress to another store on the same day for a refund. This store was closer to where I actually live and get told by a stubborn manager that they can't accept open packages back for refund, so it's exchange only. I argued with her for a few minutes, even compromising by asking for store credit, but the manager refuses. Okay, cue malicious compliance, I'll take the exchange. Woke up this morning and went back to the original store to get a full refund. 
Now one store gets a brand new product back that they can sell again, and the other store is out a piece of stock that they could have sold to someone else. I guess the real problem here is the rent people, where they have these policies that are seemingly only there to frustrate you, but it's actually because people keep buying something, they'll use it for a day like an air mattress or use it for a couple of days, and then they go and return it and try to get all their money back. Some people are just too dumb for their jobs. Our next story is, you don't want me to do my job? Okay, I won't. Background. I worked for a company many years ago before I got into my current career. I worked at this company for 8 years, starting at 16 in high school. I worked my butt off daily and quickly climbed into a position of management and was very well liked and well respected by anyone above me or below me. During my last year of employment, I had a new boss, we'll call her Mary. She wasn't my main boss, she was the position beneath him. Her and I got along really well, but there were many instances of her stepping on my toes. One of my main duties that was exclusively my responsibility was maintaining the sales floor. I communicated with vendors and with buyers. I kept track of all product being distributed to our store and planned accordingly. I planned all creative, might I add, displays in the store and maintained them ordered all needed products for displays and handled all holiday distributions, displays, orders, etc. October rolls around, and I start developing my holiday plan. Mary keeps a close eye on my plans and asks a lot of questions, but she doesn't get in my way. Thanksgiving's over and we're halfway done. My plan was a success so far, and I'm on track with the amount of product I've been bringing in, slash the amount of product left on the sales floor, based on previous year's numbers, and how much we're projected to sell of everything. It's a couple weeks until Christmas, and I'm in the middle of pulling last year's numbers to start my big Christmas order. Mary comes in and sees what I'm doing and says, OP, don't worry about that, I'm going to have Amy write the order. I'm immediately confused and annoyed and ask her why she thinks it's a good idea to have Amy, the store receiver, write the order when I'm the person who's been doing it the entire time and has been working all the product and I know what's been moving and what hasn't. She gives me a BS answer, something like, you've been doing so much and I just want to take some of the stress off of you. Instead of explaining to her that this move will, in fact, increase my stress exponentially, I just close out on my tabs on the computer and smile and say, okay then, thanks. Amy writes the order, and after we get it in, I can tell by looking at the palettes that it's going to be a crap show. For example, way too much of random product we don't need and aren't going to sell through until the next holiday season at least. Also not nearly enough of our fast movers and not enough to maintain current displays. Here comes my malicious compliance. Instead of breaking down these pallets into the designated area of the back room, in an organized and intentional manner, like I've done with all of my previous orders every single year, I just leave it on the pallets, wrapped in shrink wrap. The product stays like that for days and I continue to ignore it. Eventually someone, maybe Amy, doubt it though, breaks it all down. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. And there's stuff all over the place, and you can't find anything you need without moving stuff around. Next, I allowed all of my holiday displays to go to crap. Normally, I would have ordered to maintain them, but no, Mary wants to give me a break, so I let them burn. Mary and our big boss take note of this and scramble to figure things out themselves. Next, we're completely out of essentials that Amy didn't order enough of, and now it's too late and too close to the holiday for the warehouse to send us any more. Mary and Big Boss are dealing with angry customers who are taking their business elsewhere. Finally, the holidays are over and our back room is full of stuff that's going to stay back here for quite a long time. All stuff left over from Amy's crappy order. Am I going to palletize and inventory and periodically work all that product? Nope, cause Mary thinks I need a break. I think this is a healthy way to deal with it honestly. If somebody who's in charge doesn't understand how to keep things moving along optimally, sometimes you just gotta stand back and let them find that out for themselves. Our next story is, no, I said, okay. A few years ago, I was moving my business to a new location that needed six months to be built out. I informed our current alarm company a few months before the move that we'd be moving services, which for whatever reason they couldn't do. I had to open a new site on the account and then I could close the old one after the move. Sure, that's fine. They got all the details and sold me the newer system that would be connected to the internet so I could monitor it from my phone. Sounds great. So they told me that they could install it next week, but I'd have to have the internet set up and running before they could do it. I informed them that the phone lines and internet wouldn't be installed until later, as I didn't want to pay for services we weren't using and I would let them know when that was installed so they could come out for their install. Everything satisfied, the call was complete. A few days later, I started getting weekly phone calls from their installers telling me they were on their way to the new site to do the install, to which I had to go through the explanation of the internet won't be installed until later and that I would call them and let them know when that was done. Each time they go, oh, okay, sounds good, we'll wait to hear from you. But then the following week, it would repeat again. On the sixth week, I got the same weekly call from the alarm company installer. 
Hi, this is Jim. Just letting you know we'll be at your site in about 30 minutes to do the install. So this time I said, okay. We hung up and I went back to work, which was happening at our current location. No workers or work was happening at the new site on this day. About 30 minutes later, I got a call from Jim saying the doors are locked and nobody's answering. I said, I know. Nobody's there today and the internet won't be installed until next month anyway. At this point, he starts getting agitated with me and asked why I scheduled an install for today and why I told him I'd be there when he called. I explained, I didn't. You said you would be there in 30 minutes. I said okay. Amazingly, the call stopped and I called them a couple weeks before the move and they came out and installed just fine. These companies get their money from charging you every single month, so it really doesn't surprise me that they're just going to keep rescheduling themselves, doing whatever they can to make sure they secure that renewable income. Our next story is, Housing Association wants me to pay my late auntie's debt? No, pay me the money I overpaid instead. Not 100% sure if this is malicious compliance, but it feels like it's that sort of nature. Before I lived in my current place, I was living with my auntie. She was the main tenant who sorted the bills, and I would pay her a lump sum each month as board payments. In early 2021, she passed away unexpectedly. Naturally, I didn't want to continue living in this place. Bad memories and bearing the responsibility for an entire place alone wasn't feasible for me financially at the time. After speaking with the housing association, I was informed the only way to end the tenancy would be by getting the tenancy agreement moved over into my name before terminating the tenancy when I was ready to move out. What I didn't know at this point was that my auntie was in arrears on the rent payments. When it came to the point of leaving the tenancy, I had money and savings and just settled up the rent entirely, paying around 500 British pounds of my auntie's arrears on top of the rent I personally owed from living there alone. I then stayed at the place for a few more weeks before closing the tenancy. In hindsight, I probably should have queried the payment, but at that point I just wanted rid of the place. After moving into my new place, I was getting pestered by the housing association who said I still owed around £300 on the previous house. There was a lot of back and forth, before I then asked for a copy of the rent statement. It was around this time that I was speaking to people about this money I supposedly owed. I was informed that I probably shouldn't be liable for my auntie's debt, as I didn't receive the estate and was not the next of kin. However, there was also an argument to be made that I was liable for the debt as technically my name was on the agreement and I became the main tenant. With this information in mind, I looked at the rent statement, worked out how much money I owed from the first week after my auntie had passed, and deducted it from my total rent payments made after that point. It turned out I had about £200 extra, assuming I wasn't liable for the debt, I presented all my working out in a thorough email and sent it over. I didn't hear anything back from them after that conveniently and assumed it was all over. I decided not to pursue this as I was sick of being pestered by them and I wasn't 100% sure if I was or wasn't liable for this money. Fast forward nearly two years. I received a letter last month just before Christmas stating that I still owed this £300 and that it would be sent to debt collectors if nothing was done. At this point, I was pissed off. 
I spoke to someone who was able to tell me for sure that I'm not liable for the debt in this particular situation. So I sent a firmly written email detailing how I don't owe this money, but in fact they owed me, provided all the evidence, and threatened small claims if the situation wasn't rectified soon. It took weeks of me pestering them via phone calls and emails for me to get in contact with a lovely woman who apologized on behalf of the company on how I was treated. She then got the ball rolling, and eventually, my around £200 refund cleared the other day. This was a particularly satisfying end, because if they would have just left it, I wouldn't have chased it up, and they would be £200 better off. What a shame. It almost doesn't surprise me though that they didn't leave it. I mean, what company is going to see a chance to try to collect 300 pounds and go, nah, especially one that has some kind of complicated tenant rent type situation? As far as companies go, a housing association is not one I typically foresee as a company that's willing to just ignore some kind of confusing debt scenario. Those are the kinds that'll fight tooth and nail to make sure they collect every cent they can from you. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.